With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. Deep faking it in the 2024 election. From American public media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We begin today with something President Joe Biden never said. I may be 80 years old and I may have a few drops of dementia here and there, but I'm sharper than a steel blade and vibrant enough to outsmart the best tech geniuses around. That's just one example of how fake digital media are making the rounds as we creep into the 2024 presidential election. They're being crafted by regular people and even presidential campaigns themselves. I spoke with Susan Gonzalez, the CEO of the nonprofit group AI and You, who laid out what the nation's first AI election could look like. It's going to be a campaign video created with AI to make voters believe something about a candidate that is not true. It's going to be a phone call that sounds like a candidate, but it's actually AI. And it's going to be a personalized fundraising letter created by AI. But the most prevalent tool for misinformation in this election it's called deep fakes. And deep fakes are hyper realistic, but entirely fake content pieces that can be spread, which is based on misinformation. So, in the past, creating a deep fake would require someone in technology, let's say, like someone who writes code, but not anymore. Deep fakes today can be created by someone from their laptop in their living room. Sure. At the same time, though, we have been talking about deep fakes for years now. There is so much material out there aimed at helping people get better at spotting them. The classic example being, you know, count the fingers on the hand in the photo. Aren't we all getting better at this at this point? The biggest problem with deep fakes and the most troubling aspect of it is that there are no guardrails to protect voters. So today there are no rules, regulations or consequences related to creating false information during the campaign to protect voters against false news, disinformation, and false narratives. That is the biggest risk. And undecided and new voters are expected to be the targets of political misinformation. And that's critical, right? Because given this election is expected to be decided by a small percentage of voters. And why is it that those groups are the targets of these types of images? Because typically, the voters who have claimed a particular party most are not going to sway either way. But if you look at the independents, 
new voters and undecided, those are prime targets for campaigns to uh, personalize information and to get to them with false information. So today, AI can process vast amounts of voter data, right? Preferences, pain points, even, even emotions from social media posts. So this information helps campaigns tailor their messages to specific voters, especially those that are independent, undecided, or new to voting. So as opposed to campaigns in the past, instead of a one-size-fits-all campaign, AI enables hyper-personalized messaging, reaching voters with issues that matter most to them, and swaying voters with true or false information. And so is part of the concern here that you might have a voter who already has a bias, sees one of these images, and that bias is only strengthened? 100%. And more concerning are the false key points that campaigns can target voters. And here is the key. Listeners really need to understand that our online behavior matters. There's a reason why when we're watching a particular streaming service that, let's say, you know, I like thriller movies. Well, there's a reason it recommends thriller movies. It's because the AI is learning from my behavior. So similarly with the campaign, if a particular voter is just a little interested in looking around at all the different campa- the different campaigns and the messaging, that then could potentially signal that they are a target to be swayed. And are swing voters considered more of a target here? From what I understand, this election, because it it is expected to be decided by such a small percentage, my guess is yes, that the swing votes are up for grabs, for lack of a better term. And a particular party will know that. And the campaigns have access to microdata on voters, and they will get that data and create specific messaging in real time, by the way. You know, we're talking a lot about what campaigns do and the information that they have. What is the responsibility of some of the companies that run some of the platforms where this activity will be taking place, where some of these images will be disseminated? How do you think they should approach the election, given all the fears that you've laid out? Well, I can can only reiterate again, the um, most challenging and troubling aspect of this election is there are no rules or regulations or most importantly, consequences related to creating false information. So it it will be incumbent upon voters to independently research key issues to determine what is true or false. But as we know, history would dictate that uh, private companies, tech or otherwise, respond well to rules and regulations. (laughs) And absent those, it's a free-for-all. But I wonder what kind of action the government can take, if any, in the limited time they have available, that regulators have available to address these potential dangers. Is there anything out there that they can be doing? Well, we should not expect anything to be able to happen in such a short time, which is why this election is going to come down to AI literacy and the level to which people understand the basics of what's happening. And again, I am not attempting to communicate, you know, doom and gloom. This is just about awareness. This is about protecting our democracy. And for it's about people protecting their own vote based on correct information. And the one thing to be clear about, too, is that deep fakes and other misinformation, it's not just about online. I mean, this is, we really will not be able to believe anything we 
see, read, or hear, whether it's online, on TV, or in the press. And we need to keep in mind, even on broadcast TV, the political commercials, the broadcast stations legally are not allowed to touch those commercials. So there could be a, well, we've seen a few already, but there could be more deep fake commercials on TV and people will assume those are correct because they're on TV and, and that that's not correct. Susan Gonzalez is CEO of AI and You. What are you worried about when it comes to AI in the 2024 election? Let us know by emailing us at mptech at marketplace.org. Recent waves of layoffs among big tech companies like Meta, X, and TikTok hit teams focused on, among other concerns, misinformation, as well as AI-related ethics. And while there aren't really any set rules around AI use during campaigning yet, there are some government efforts in the works. We mentioned in an episode earlier this week that the Federal Election Commission was planning a vote to collect comment about using deep fakes in campaigns for deceptive purposes. That has since been approved. The public has until October to weigh in. And there's the bipartisan bill from Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri and Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut related to AI-generated content. If passed, it would essentially mean Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which shields online platforms from being liable for third-party content, would not protect AI work. Jesus Alvarado, Rosie Hughes, and Daniel Shin produce our show. Gary O'Keefe is our engineer. Daisy Palacios is the senior producer. Kelly Silvera is our executive producer. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.